You can be seated. Good morning. Every week we like to kind of bring you a prophecy update. We like to see what's happening in the world and uh, see its relation to things that the Bible says would be happening in the last days. Most Bible scholars and prophecy experts cite increasing immorality as a sign we are in the last days. By immorality, we mean anything and everything that is contrary to the standards and boundaries of purity that God has established in his word. Some of the passages listed or cited rather about the increase of immorality in the last days would include 2 Timothy chapter 3, which uh, talks about a bunch of terrible things that will be happening in the last days, including that people will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Jude verse 18 says, uh, there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. In the first part of the future great tribulation, uh, which would be a carryover from what's happening in the world just prior to that. People are described like this. It says they are worshiping idols, and then it says they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality. And so increasing immorality, especially a, it would seem sexual immorality, it's a sign that we're nearing the end. The Supreme Court, as you probably know this week, in a pair of landmark decisions, struck down the 1996 law blocking federal recognition of same-sex marriage, uh, and it allowed same-sex marriage to resume in California by declining to decide on a separate case. God gave us marriage in the Bible. It was the very first thing that he did in terms of human society. It's to be monogamous and heterosexual. Anything and everything else is contrary to the standards and boundaries that he has graciously uh, established. The Pacific Justice Institute wrote this as an analysis of what happened this week. They said the court determined this should be uh, decided at the state level, not a national level. Because of the tortured way the Supreme Court arrived at its decision, there's much confusion even among legal scholars as to the immediate implications. Many scholars have noted that such decisions typically are only effective as to the plaintiffs who actually filed the suit. Expect a few more hotly contested legal proceedings to sort out the mess created by the Supreme Court. They did go on to say, Pacific Justice Institute that is, uh, that same-sex marriages may begin as soon as July 21st here in California. Now, while the legal fight for traditional marriage or what we would call biblical marriage must continue, I want to use the events of this week to address the sexual immorality we don't hear that much about or at least enough about and that we Christians don't seem nearly as bothered by if the statistics are correct. Things like pornography and fornication and adultery are rampant among those who profess to be Christians. Cases of divorce and remarriage without biblical grounds uh, the same. The church looks almost no different from the world in these areas of sexual immorality. Sexual sin among God's people, out in the world it's terrible, but among God's people it's worse. In the book of Leviticus, it's chapter, oh, I forget what chapter it is, but you know the story. Um, Balaam is being asked to curse God's people. He just can't do it. You can't curse God's people. And so he says to Balak, the king, he says, I can't curse them, but if you get them to commit sexual immorality, God will judge them himself. And so they sent the Moabite women into the camp, and the Israelite men were having sex with the Moabite women in an immoral uh, religious kind of prostitution, and God killed 
23,000 Israelites before the plague was stopped when one Israelite, after he saw an Israelite man and a Moabite woman go into the tent together, he went in with a javelin and he ran them through and killed them both. And God said, yeah, that's the kind of zeal we need for morality in God's camp. I'm wondering if this is getting to be a situation in which the church needs to take the log out of its own eye before it can remove the speck from someone else's eye. The church is supposed to be salt and light to a decaying world, a dark world. The fight for traditional marriage needs to be based on our honoring traditional marriage. And we Christians, I'm not necessarily talking about our church, but Christians as a whole in the United States, we're not doing a very good job of honoring marriage. Maybe we are losing the legal battles in the courts because we are losing the moral battle in our own camp. I think that there's a correlation between what happens in the church and what happens in the world. I know that's true because in, the, uh, in Second Thessalonians, we read that the church, the spirit-filled church, is a restraining force against evil. And once the church is removed, all hell is going to break loose on the earth. But if we are sinning, if we, meaning the church at large, if we're sinning, then we're not restraining evil. And um, it's pretty serious. So let's continue to fight for traditional marriage on high moral ground, not forgetting that it is sin uh, among us as well. Judgment begins in the house of God. Now, we believe, obviously, that the Lord is coming to resurrect and rapture the church and that that could happen at any moment. We say it's imminent, any moment. We might be saved as a church, but are we really ready for the Lord to come if we are committing these sexual sins as a body of Christ in the United States? We're not really ready. So let's get ready and stay ready and keep looking up because ready or not, Jesus is coming.